Hello and welcome to another episode of Faithfully Unafraid. I'm your host, Jana, and I'm so honored tonight to have my friend Angela on, who is going to share a little bit of her testimony and just something that both of I, both she and I have uh, walked through personally and um, something we've been talking about just in conversations. We talk almost every day. <laughs> uh, the internet brought us together as friends and we are really good friends, even though we're not neighbors. Uh, but we've been talking about this a lot and the whole thing is about how um, you know, Christmas, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast this month about how Christmas can be really hard. This season is full of joy, but it's also, um, brings back a lot of, brings up a lot of pain for a lot of people for different reasons. Um, whether that's like infertility or loss or whatever, but, um, something that she and I have been talking about is how it's really hard when there are empty seats at your family table. And that is not because of death, but because of choice when there's like family drama or, you know, just circumstances going on. Um, and both of us, like I said, have been affected by this and we just kind of wanted to talk about that and, um, share how the Lord has like brought us closer to himself in that. Um, and I hope that if you're in that situation too, friend, that you'll be encouraged by this and please excuse my, um, voice. (laughs) I have not been feeling well for two days, but I wanted us to record this so badly because I just think, um, I mean, Christmas is Monday and I just think that there are so many people that will find this relatable, and I hope to encourage someone out there. So without further ado, here is my friend, Angela. Hi. Um, <laughs> I am so honored to share a bit of my story as well. I So growing up, my family life, like we had good relationships. I did live in a strict home with my parents, Um but I have a younger brother and a younger sister. So I'm the oldest of three. My mom and dad, they're still together. They got married before I, um, well, r- literally six months before I was born. But um, <laughs> really good relationship. They're still together 44 years later. As a matter of fact, January 11th will be their 44th anniversary. Uh, excellent family life, good relationships with, with both sides of my family. Um, and then in 2020, when COVID hit, I, something changed about our family dynamic and I can't really put my hands on it other than I said when I turned 40 that I was going to start standing up for myself because I always felt that there was a little bit of control um, under my mom and dad, but more so my dad. So um, I said, you know what? I'm 40 years old. I have two kids of my own. I have my own family. I'm happily married for, I think I was in 2020, I was married for 15 years. Like we have an established family good family life. So I started standing up for myself. Um, and 2020 put a lot of distance in between my, me and my husband's outlook on what was going on in the world and what my, sorry, my puppies, um, barking. Cat has lots to say too. (laughs) Yeah, he does. So anyway, I was um, really wanted to speak about the way I felt. So I decided to 
after I tried having conversations about, you know, the way I was feeling as far as like um, the way the world was going forward um, with everybody doing lockdowns and all of that stuff, I was like, something else is going on. I'm not really sure. So I turned to the Bible and started really, really digging into the Bible. I had never, I grew up Catholic, but I had never really understood what Christianity, like I used to ask people, what religion are you? I never understood that Christianity kind of encompasses all religions in some way, shape or form. Um, but I grew up Catholic, but never understood it. So, um, when I t started speaking out about that, my mom was really, really offended. And she said, how, you know, how, how is it that you grew up in the church and in that life, but know nothing about the Bible? I said, because it wasn't taught to us the way, and I never took it in and understood it because I didn't really, I didn't want, want to, to be honest with you. So, um, I started digging into the Bible and she actually mentioned to, uh, a, another family member about me. Um, she had mentioned, um, she goes, what, because I was, I was posting stuff online on my Instagram account and everything. And she, it was a lot of Bible verses and, you know, different, not, conspiracies related to Bible, but what was going on to the, in the world today with the Bible and how it's going along with, you know, revelation and different pieces of the Bible. So I, um, I said to her, or she said to a family member that, um, what is she going to be one of those born agains? And I was really upset by that. So I tried inviting her to church. I tried talking to her about some things and she didn't want to hear any of it. She, she was, you know, set in her ways, which is perfectly fine. So I decided to start speaking out and I wrote them a letter. And in the letter, I was letting them know how, um, you know, growing up, I it was good and fun and, you know, had great childhood, all of that stuff. And, then, you know, once I branched off and got together with my husband and and had my own kids and all of that stuff, I constantly felt like I needed approval from my parents before I did anything. And my husband used to try and say, look, we're married. We are one unit now. So you don't need to ask your parents about everything that you do. Um and my dad and my mom both would shoot off little digs. Like um, just one example is we were looking at a new truck for my husband and he wanted a certain vehicle. And my dad said, like without my husband being there, my dad actually said to me one night, he was like, what does he need that truck for? He doesn't haul anything. He doesn't have any trailers or anything like that. So he doesn't need that truck. And I said, but that's the truck he wants. And if that's the truck he wants, then he should be able to get what he wants. Um, well, you can use that money and do other things. Like we put an in-ground pool in and I didn't tell my parents until we broke ground because 
I was afraid of what they were going to say about where we got the money to do that, where we, what, why we were doing it. We could have used two new vehicles at the time instead of putting a pool in our backyard. And we did an in-ground pool. Um, and so my parents constantly felt, I felt like I had a, like a hand or over top of my life trying to not dictate my life, but they would always have something to say. And I never felt like I was my own person. And even growing up, like going back to my high school days and when I was, a, you know, in elementary school, anytime I used to try and speak out about my feelings and, you know, if we were having a family conversation or whatever, I was always shot down. I could never, could never say what was on my mind, but my sister, the youngest, she was always allowed to say, and I don't want this to be a battle of, you know, sibling battle, but it was always, I always felt like my feelings were suppressed because, and I, I kept them all inside and used to hide them before I would voice my opinion. So going back to that, so I wrote my parents a letter and basically just laid everything out. And I said, you know, I feel like I've been controlled and, and you have to have a hand on my life and everything that I do. And I'm, I'm my own person. I'm 40 years old. I need to be my own person and be allowed to think for myself and do my own things as I see fit. So that really, really um, they did not like that at all. Uh, they called me disrespectful. Um, my mom, we would have conversations on the phone, try to talk about the letter or try and talk and just talk things out. And it ended up in a screaming match because of, you know, something that I would say that triggered her. Um, and I don't know why it triggered her. I never really asked why. Um, and at, there was even one time where me and my mom were on the phone talking and I heard my dad say in the background, something along the lines of, don't quote me on this, but something along the lines of, I told you not to talk to her, hang up the phone. So she hung up the phone. So that was, that was pretty much one of the last times I actually had a conversation with her. Um, we, since then, we, we have not done any holidays together since 2020 when the COVID broke out. We, um, my parents, uh, did away with all holidays and family get togethers, anything to involve them at their house. So for in 2020 was the first year I had ever cooked a Thanksgiving dinner by myself. Christmas by myself. Um, we did Easter by ourselves, like all of these different things. And at that time we were still in contact. Like we would, we would all text each other and, and say, well, here's our dinner. And, you know, we were all at separate houses, which, and then in 2021, um, I got to the point where I was like, enough is enough why can't we go to your house? What is the big deal? I mean, we're your own children and your grandchildren. 
there's a there there's no reason why we can't all gather at your house but whatever their their issues were they did not want to gather at their house so i said something about it and they didn't like that either so um i just in the beginning of not being able to have the family sit down dinners and all of that stuff with my family, it didn't really affect me. And for some reason, this year has really, really affected me to the point where, um, like Jana said, like, like you said, um, having tables, I mean, chairs at a table, but they're empty because the family isn't a part of your life anymore. And it's not because of death this time. It's because of our choice. And um, in 2022, I found out that my brother had a daughter that is actually older than my son. Um, so she would she's the technically the oldest grandchild and um i had a very brief relationship with her and that was even taken away from me because my family i actually gave my brother i mean i'm sorry i gave my niece um my brother's phone number because he had blocked her and and wouldn't have any kind of relationship with her and then finally i said you know what I'm going to give you his phone number so you have another way of contacting rather than through social media. Um, and when he found out that I was the one that did that, he took her away from me and, and that hit hard. So 2023, um, since January, when that incident happened, um, it, it's really hit me for all of the holidays this year. All of the holidays, I sit around the table. I have no desire to even have a holiday because it's just not the same anymore. Um, it's really, really tough because I'm finally seeing the, the hurt in my children because they don't have their grandparents in their lives anymore. Um, my daughter's birthday was on Saturday of this week and she looked at me, um, on, I don't know if it was Sunday or Monday. And she, she said, did I get any mail today? And I said, no, you didn't. I'm sorry. And she goes, wow, I only got two cards this year from, from people, you know, other family members. And, um, I felt really, really bad because my daughter, I mean, my kids grew up with their grandparents and now because of a decision between my, me and my mom and dad, my kids don't have a relationship with their grandparents and it's really, really hitting me this year for holidays. Um, Thanksgiving we did with friends that are in a situ similar situation. Um, and then Christmas, I just, we, we have, I, I have no desire to shop. I have no desire to, to cook. And, and I try, I've been trying so hard to 
tell myself that it's not about the people that are missing. It's about what we have now and we have to make the best of it. Even though it's just the four of us, we still have to make the best of it. Um, it's just really, really difficult for some reason. So that yeah, is basically think, my story. <laughs> I think the whole grandparent thing is really hard um, for you and for your kids, because obviously your kids are way older than mine. So they're old mm -hmm. enough to remember and old enough to know, you know, they remember when it was different. Um, cause my situation is really, really different. I mean, everybody who knows me knows I have a very strained relationship with my dad. Um, and I love him very much, but, um, he is an addict and I've just had to make really firm boundaries with him because I didn't, I just, I don't want my kids raised around the things that I saw as a child. Um, mm -hmm. so I have really, really firm boundaries with all that. Um, and I, so that's been, I mean, that's been my relationship with my dad my whole life. So it wasn't like a new thing. Uh, but for me, I think it was like having kids kind of changed all of that for me. And I had to like kind of regrieve because, um, ironically enough for very different reasons, but Christmas of 2020 was hard for me because, you know, we went through infertility for a long time. So Christmas was like, it was just like salt in a wound because it was, you know, a very kid-centric holiday or whatever. And, you know, that was a struggle. And then my daughter was born in 2018 and then my son in 2020, um, we bought a house in 2020 and moved and just all these things. And I remember at Christmas, um, my dad actually called me that Christmas, I think. And it, it was just really bizarre, but it was like for the first time I was depressed over the fact that like my kids wouldn't get to have him as a grandpa and mm -hmm. um you know I mean we all have flaws and I'm not saying like I'm any better than him or anything like that but um you know there's just certain boundaries that we have around all that and certain things I don't want my kids around and because of that like we um having a stable relationship with him is not um not super possible um and right. so I remember that Christmas thinking about how you know, like all the other kids are getting to see their grandparents and like do all these fun things. And thank God, like I do, I have a really, really amazing stepdad now and I love him. He is like my kid's favorite person in the whole world. Um, <laughs> and I'm so thankful for that. That's been so restorative to my own heart to get to see him have a relationship with them. But uh, for me, that's, it was really, really hard because I was like, you know, we all know, I mean, Christmas, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus and the gift that he is to us, like in a lost and dying world. And I totally get that. And I'm not ever un undermining that. Um, but it also is a big holiday for families and to get togethers right. and all this kind of thing. Like, I mean, I grew up like eating dinner at granny's house every Sunday. And it's like, yeah. those things are just unheard of now. And so when it comes to holidays and you still can't get together um, by choice and as a child, it was always like, you know, why does he not love me enough? Like, why does he love that lifestyle more than me? Um, right. And I've just never wanted my kids to have to feel that or experience that um, because I'm almost 40 years old and I still struggle with that. Honestly, um, I've been through a lot of therapy <laughs> um, and a lot of healing and stuff. Um, and one of the things that has always kind of like drove me insane is when people say well one day they'll be dead and you won't have them here so you just need to suck it up and you know that, make amends or whatever 
that's what my mom said um because she lost her mother at as a matter of fact my grandmother my mom's mom died four days after I was born so I I was named Angela by my grandmother um because I was going to be an angel um and my mom said that to me when things got you know shaky around in 2020 and 2021 she said to me you know what I went through my entire you know your entire life not having a mother and you're doing it on purpose and you are pushing me out of your life and you don't want anything to do with me and meanwhile I can never call my mother but you still have me but you don't want me so um, that's very manipulative because mm-hmm. um and I'm not saying to dishonor your parents or nothing like that like right. you know God commands us to honor our father and mother and um and I aim to do that even in our very lackluster relationship but um at the same time I am a mother and I am a wife and you know I have responsibilities to my family and my job is to protect them um right. and to love them and it's okay to have those boundaries. Like just because you love someone and just because their family doesn't mean you let them run all over you or your family or whatever, you know? Um, and that is something that I've had a really, really hard time understanding in the beginning. Well, yeah, I think for people who have never like dealt with this level of family drama or whatever, I don't, I truly don't think they get it because I can't tell you how many times people have told me, you know, well, he's your dad, you know, you need to accept him or whatever. And I'm like, I never said I don't love him or I don't accept mm-hmm. him. Like I just said that, you know, there are certain things and lifestyles that I don't want my children around. And I don't, I don't want his decisions to rule my life anymore because they did when I was a child and now right. I'm a grown up and I have, you know, the opportunity to make that not be the case. So, um, yeah, that was always like super aggravating to me when people said that, but, um, no, I think that, I'm, I think it's very brave of you to come on here and share your story. I think that this is so relatable, though, because, you know, we joke about having dysfunctional families and family drama and all that. Like, there's tons of funny memes and stuff about it. Um, and that's okay. But, like, the truth is it does hurt because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, your family is supposed to be who's there for you. And they're supposed to be the ones you do life with and all that. And it's just not the case um, for a lot of us. And one beautiful thing, I think um, – that comes from that, like a beauty in the paint kind of thing, is it, for me, it has made me even more reliant on Christ because, and this is probably for sure a whole nother episode <laughs> about like <laughs> dad issues and stuff, but in your relationship with your heavenly father and how that plays out. Um, but it has made me be more reliant on him and, um, and I guess drawn me cl- closer to him because I realized like, he will never leave or forsake me. And, um, you know, he, it, God's love doesn't hurt. And, um, I mean, it hurts our sin, but that's a whole nother episode too. Right. <laughs> but it doesn't like, um, hurt, hurt us in the way that, um, humans can hurt us or whatever. So I don't know. I think this is a very sticky situation, but a very important thing to talk about because I think that so many people can relate to it. Um, cause there are a lot of people that just put up with abuse in their family because it's a family member and that is right. It's not right. You know, Christian or not, that's not right. 
um, you know, you're, you shouldn't put up with abuse from anybody, no matter if they're right. your family or not. Um, and especially, I feel like with families, it's even, especially if it's families where this has gone on for generations or, you know, it's like, oh, well, he's always been that way or whatever. Um, it's almost like they're used to being granted that excuse. Um, and that just warrants more behavior of the same. Um, and that's super frustrating too, because, you know, we want different, we want better for our children, but, um, what are some ways that you, um, that you plan to keep your Christmas, uh, Christ focused and, um, like you said, to dwell on the good that we do have and, um, like it's okay to feel the hurt and the pain of the family struggle and stuff, but how are you planning on, um, keeping it positive? Well, I, I honestly, I wake up and I do a Bible study every single day. So I make sure that my focus was on Christ. Um, she ain't lying. y'all. So she I, does this. She gets yeah. up at like four 30 and does this. I, I know. <laughs> four 30 every morning. Um, lately it's been five, but I'm still getting my Bible study in. And then, um, so that alone really helps me stay focused on the true family because I'll never forget when I was reading, um, reading the Bible when I first started and I was, you know, learning all about, you know, as much as I could take in at a time, I was, um, I remember God, you know, speaking about how, when a husband and wife become one and then they move away from their mother and father. And for some reason that really stuck with me because we, me and my husband are our own family unit. We have our own children. And I have to remember that it doesn't really matter what everybody else does around us. It's just what we want to um, focus on. And I need to realize that what we have as a family, because my kids, I mean, my son's 16, my daughter's 15. Um, so they're teenagers, but my daughter is really close to us and my son's a little bit more distant. He reminds me he is me to a T when it comes to what the way I was as a teenager. Um, so it's it's true what they say about, you know, coming back and biting you in the butt because <laughs> because your kids do turn out like you. Um, but anyway, so keeping that focus on on and any time that we have. I'm sorry, I'm talking in circles. Um, anytime we have a an issue, I always bring God into it. And I'm saying you know, if there's an issue with, uh, um, um, I'm just, I'm trying to think where we're upset because we don't have the family togetherness and the family parties and all of that stuff like we used to and going and, and seeing, and what hurts my kids is seeing all of the, the family getting together without them and not inviting them. So that bothers them, but I always tell them to focus on God, focus on Jesus, and 
give give your pain and worry and anxiety and all of the suffering that you're going through with with the whole family dysfunction or whatever you want to call it give it to the lord and let him handle it because we're not able to handle it and that is probably the biggest takeaway and i have to remember that and i have to remind myself of that every single day so what i'm what how i'm planning on getting through you know, just the next week with Christmas right around the corner is I am going to make the best Christmas dinner for my family. I'm going to give them the best Christmas that I can give them um, that I'm capable of. And I mean, it, that's all we can do. And just um, just make sure that we are together and doing the best that we can in the time that we can. I don't No, I love sorry. that. And I love that you are telling them to take their sorrow to Jesus. Cause a lot of people mm-hmm. um, are under this assumption, you know, that you can't take your complaints to God or whatever, not that you're complaining to him, but you know, you mm-hmm. can't take your, your worries and your fears and all that. And the Bible tells us quite literally the opposite that we can take them to him. He knows our hearts oh, yeah. anyways. So, you know, why wouldn't we take them to him? A lot of times, uh, especially me, (laughs) we try to control it on our own first. Um, and it never works out. Like I always fail when I try to do things on my own strength. So I love that. Um, I don't know. I just, I love watching this whole transformation in you too, because I know we've been friends for, um, two years now, I think, I think two years. Um, (laughs) and I, it's just been super inspiring, like to watch you grow closer to the Lord and to watch you parent, um, your kids and that and everything. It's super, super inspiring and encouraging. Um, so I just want to say good job on that, friend. Thank you. <laughs> um, um, it's, it's easier with Natalie than it is with Silas. <laughs> oh, he's a teenage boy. <laughs> he's a teenage boy. Um, when I, you know, when he's complaining about something to me or, you know, bickering about whatever happened in school that day or whatever. And I tell him, you know what? You have to give that to the Lord. You can't, you can't try and, and resolve it. Or, you know, if there's an incident that happens, you know, that he's upset about on a, on, on any given day. And I, I always tell him to give it to God and he kind of rolls his eyes like, but I know that I'm planting that seed. And even though I didn't raise them in the Christian life, I didn't raise them with church or anything like that. Um, I'm starting, well, I started a couple years ago, but I'm, I'm trying to bring it more so into their lives now. So that way they, they might not get it right now, but they will. Yeah. Eventually you're you're planting seeds in the Holy spirit. We just pray and let the Holy spirit do its work. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Natalie um, has a, she bought her own study Bible um, and it has a journal. So um, now Silas was going to youth group and, but he gets asked to work on Wednesdays. Well, he's scheduled to work on Wednesdays for youth group. So he hasn't been the youth group, but he did enjoy going. So I know I'm making a difference, even though it might not be, you know, the leap of, Oh my goodness, I'm saved and, 
I'm getting baptized and all of that stuff. It's not happening in that way, but it will happen in his time and, yeah. and in, in God's time, not, not in ours. So, but seeing the transformation in just the few short years that I've, I've come to Christ um, and been saved and trying to pass that along to my kids, I've totally noticed a difference and it, it makes my heart smile and so happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the legacy as a Christian mama. That's the legacy we can um, only pray to leave is a yeah. a love for the Lord in our kids' hearts. Well, yeah. I'm going to wrap up this episode, but I just want to thank you again for coming and sharing um, yeah. your story, your insights and everything. I think that um, for those of you listening out there who are in similar situations or have been in similar situations, I pray that you'll be blessed by this. Know that you're not alone um, and that you can always take your sorrow um, even your anger and your frustrations to the Lord and he will guide you through all of the holiday drama. I will see y'all next time.